Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Risk's L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on the sharing and gig economy. L. is also the chair of the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board. Please note, this podcast has been prepared for informational purposes and is not legal advice by the Marketplace Risk team or the presenters. The material discussed should not be construed as legal advice or a legal opinion on any specific issue. We urge you to consult a lawyer concerning your own situation and any specific legal questions you may have. Please contact us at info@marketplacerisk.com, and we can put you in touch with the appropriate professional. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Al. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Platform Podcast. Today I'm really excited to welcome someone I've known for a few years actually, Humphrey Bowles, who is co-founder of Guardhog Tech. Humphrey, welcome to the podcast. Al, it's a pleasure to be here and chat to you. Thank you. Um, I've been trying to interview you for a while, but I know you have been very busy, as um, we all have, but a, a very strange year. And as somebody who works in um the sort of home share space that side of of the marketplace and platform economy world it's been a particularly disruptive year i can imagine so tell me tell me a bit about that i did actually speak to someone we both know merrily carr of the uk short-term accommodation association last year and it was when things were getting a bit better and we were all sort of quite excited about um you know an end to lockdowns and that was last summer so obviously that's not happened we are where we are but tell me a bit about the the year you've had well i tell you a lot of chocolate biscuits have needed to be eaten so um (laughs) that has definitely been keeping me busy um, it's always an indicator. No, yeah, no, it's been it's been a really interesting year. And look, you know, in my opinion, you know, I think that the travel and hospitality industry really needs to come to terms with the reality that there will be no such thing as post-pandemic travel. Um, you know, COVID or clearly mutations of it are going to be with us forever. So the biggest challenge that we've faced, as every business has faced, is you know how we're going to learn to live with it as individuals and as a business. Um, and we 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 have banned the saying post COVID because mm-hmm. it just doesn't exist. You know there is BC before COVID, and then there is WC WC with COVID, um, and. You know, the only thing which is going to solve this is the vaccine, which is the one thing that this country has done exceptionally well. And what about people that you interact with globally? Because obviously at Marketplace Risk, you know, we we do work globally and, and particularly in the US. What what learnings have you had from other countries about how they view particularly the the travel part of the the sharing um, economy or the platform economy, how how are things going on there, and what what have you heard and learned from from what they're doing? I mean, I think that the benefits of being a global business is that the entire world is not under lockdown at one time. However, somewhere is always under lockdown. So, in until there is this global vaccine rollout um, there is always going to be parts which are subjected to to rules which prevent people with the freedom to travel having said that though 
you know, we really do think the vacation rental sector is going to be the first travel vertical to recover and the strongest to recover, mm -hmm. given that it involves self-contained or nearly always can uh, involve self-contained accommodation. So what we've seen is that, you know, the, the, the benefit of not being in one particular location and to be quite frank, not being in an urban location means that there is there is room for development and growth elsewhere. Um, but mm -hmm. that the whole world is subject to COVID. So yeah. lockdowns come and lockdowns go. Um, and it's only with the vaccine that you get to a state where you can live comfortably enough with the disease. And I mean, trust and safety in, in this space, in home share, you know, this has been front of mind for you for what sort of over half a decade. What, how has that changed? And, you know, obviously we like to focus on, on that area um, at marketplace risk and, you know, really explore, you know, what can be done in terms of, you know, risk management and, uh, you know, and all these issues of, of trust and safety. How has the last 12 months changed what people are, are looking at and looking for in, in that um, home share space? I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a phrase which lots of people have used before, but it's the first time I've used it. So it feels Ooh. quite nice. Well, <laughs> not, not to, to spurt. Yeah, I feel like, I, you know, my I, I'm really excited by my journey that I've been on to get to this point. journey. Um, is that journey. It? Yeah, that, it's like you're on friend. the X Factor or something, isn't it? Yeah, like I want to kind of slightly use the NPC. Like I feel like I, I'm using my journey as a way of coming out. Um, <laughs> But like, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I left home sharing to start an insurance business, um, thinking that insurance was going to be the answer to a whole heap of things. And uh, it became pretty clear pretty quickly that insurance itself is fairly fundamentally flawed. Um, I mean, look, as, as, a, as a quick example, it's suboptimal in terms of no one likes their home getting trashed. So the very fact that you have to have a home trash before insurance becomes a useful tool um, kind of demonstrates that although it is useful, it's not something anyone ever wants to use. So where, where, where we've got to and really what one of the benefits of COVID has been is that it's allowed us to work on a project which you know, really brings together a range of different trust and safety uh, mechanisms and pulls them all into one place. And mm. what we've done is we've actually brought in, brought in house ID verification, uh, screening, um, which is fun because it incorporates AI, it incorporates machine learning, it incorporates some quite clever tech. And we've essentially layered this so that no one actually needs to use insurance because we can be so confident that the tech we're using up front is preventing stuff from going wrong in the first place. And that's, that's a really brilliant place to get to is where ultimately you're providing a trust and safety marketplace where prediction and prevention mean that you simply don't need protection but coming from insurance background it's helpful for for us to provide that protection just in case something goes wrong as that peace of mind but you're not relying on insurance to sort you out 
in case something goes wrong, you're actually doing everything you can to prevent stuff going wrong in the first place, which hopefully means you're never ever going to actually need to use it when it comes down to it. That's um, that's you know incredible. I'm and to think of it that way is is really different. So how um, how did you come up with this idea? I suppose. I mean, it's it's really people talk about disruption, but this is really sort of turning something that people have always done in a certain way completely around was this did you have a kind of road to damascus moment or was this one of these things that just evolved and evolved over during your journey (laughs) no i think i think i think there was a very clear moment of enlightenment when we and we is myself and my co-founder andrew and of course the lovely leo walton um you know were looking at our business and going you know what do customers really want what what is the perfect customer experience and the point we all got to without you know any massive moments of enlightenment um were well no one ever wants to make an insurance claim they want the benefit of insurance sure they want it there. they want something there in case but actually they just don't ever want to have to make a claim so then we then looked at, well, what can we do in order to ensure that hosts and indeed guests never have to make an insurance claim? And it became very clear looking at um, the way that the vacation rental industry works, that if you turn known unknowns into known knowns, you are able to accurately predict and prevent insurance claims from happening. And that is where the real value lies. If you're able to, you know, people are much more willing to pay for something if they know that it's going to stop a bad thing happening than they are, wrong, than they are compared to paying for something on the promise that if something goes wrong in the future, then they'll get money back mm. to put it back to how it was. Yeah. So it's just a better products is a better service and ultimately that builds lasting value for the community because people aren't then paying for insurance they're paying for prediction they're paying for prevention which is a load more tangible value than just insurance so this is the new platform that you, you i've been aware of and, and and tell me a bit more about um the, the name of it and, and when it came actually came to fruition because presumably this this process has been thinking about it and working out you know how it could um how it could evolve but it's an actual thing now isn't it tell me about that yeah well, i mean the only thing better than guard hog is obviously super hog <laughs> um so you know the the name the name of what we've called our kind of global risk management platform um is 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 kind of neither here nor there but where 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 it has come from is the idea that we have a backup plan of insurance but then we have gone out and brought in to this platform a whole range of different id verification tools we brought in a whole load of guest screening tools um which by the way is really helpful for guests and for hosts um, it allows guests to not put down deposits and things like that, which is a real point of friction in the booking journey. Mm-hmm. And then we've also brought in um, a little bit of hardware. We've brought in uh, really everything that you need 
in order to tackle your trust and safety requirements. And the, the brilliant thing is that by us having it all in one place, we're able to then back it up with our super hot guarantees, which enable us to provide the right level of protection to all of our customers all over the world. So for the very first time, there is a um, kind of, you know, a, a global standard of protection for hosts and guests when they are using vacation rentals. So talk me through that journey from the point of view of maybe an individual host or um, for a platform as well and, and how how that actually works for them. So, our, um, you know, we have a number, a large number of platforms who we work with. Um, ultimately, they would uh, have an account created for them. And then through our integrations, um, when a booking has been received, we would then do some due diligence on the guests. And it, it's, you know, there's no secret rocket source, um, particularly. It's very much looking at who the guest is, what their home sharing vacation rental history is. Um, if they don't have any, then it's trying to you know look outside of the world of vacation rentals. And all of that all builds a picture of who that individual is. And then that is what allows us to get to a landing of, well, we're, you know, 100% certain that this guest is going to look after the home perfectly. So therefore, you should have them to come and stay. And clearly, there's no need, therefore, to pay for insurance. So does that mean that as you build up that data, you are, in a way, almost sort of crowdsourcing that data for the good of, you know, these all types of platform in general? Or am I, is, is that too, too big an ambition or have I got that right? No, I mean, that, that is the ambition. It is to demo, democratise the trust and safety. But the key part is that the individual host and guest is the person who owns their data and they are the ones who benefit from this because ultimately it allows them to choose much more freely which platform they want to use, who is giving them the best deal, who is operating in the niche areas that they want to go and stay in. And it allows, it gives them that passport to move freely and transparently and carry their history with them, which demonstrates that they are a great guest. And for the platforms, it saves them a large amount of cost because they know that they're having great guests stay with them. It's incredible. And did you get to the point when you were creating Superhog that you felt like this was such a good idea that surely like most really good ideas somebody must have done this before or there must be somebody else doing this and and is there and how how does that work when we think about your ambitions globally is this a, a sort of without borders idea i realize this i've just asked you two questions there but hopefully they'll roll neatly into one i mean i think that where i i, I don't believe anyone is taking this marketplace approach to safety. And obviously one of the key benefits is that rather than having to integrate with five different businesses, with five different contracts, you can integrate with one company, with one API, which gives you access to a load of cool risk management, trust and safety type, type 
toolkits. Um, but it, it is ironic. It does then go back to insurance because the the insurance piece is one of the hardest pieces within the trust and safety world to put in place. Yeah. And without that, you're always going to get people asking questions such as, but what if? And you do need an answer to the but what if question. And therefore, coming from an insurance background, I think has given us the window in order to succeed because we know how as an insurer you want to be able to reduce the risk by putting in place strong risk management tools and ultimately therefore it feels like since we're the ones who are uh, providing the guarantees backed by insurance that we're the right people to be also providing the kind of fundamental toolkit that means that the risk is completely reduced. Now, I have known you for a few years and I know you're not super techie and nor am I. This sounds like a very super techie thing. And um, if I understand rightly, it's it provides sort of real time information. And that sounds huge, like sort of real time, you know, information on properties and hosts and and guests as well that sounds very complex so how has that technology evolved and what was that journey like getting um that developed for you was was that um a a smooth journey or how how did that come about that part of it i don't think there is any tech development journey that is described (laughs) as smooth but um look we have a fabulous tech team you Mm -hmm. know we've got Ben, who's our CTO, um, we've got Gus, Ray, Roy, um, Rob, hopefully I've named everyone, um, but what we've done is not, the tech which we've built is not so groundbreaking, it is the way that we use it and incorporate it and have aggregated it together into one place, which really makes a difference, and you know, for your I guess for us, you know, it's completely changed the conversation which we've had with our customers because it's no longer just about insurance. It's also about helping them with all the key aspects of the of trust and safety, which means that they, like I said, they don't have to have five different conversations. They can just have one. Um, but no, it is a very high tech spec uh, platform and it is based on APIs. But, you know, there's... COVID has given us the time in order to to build it and uh, and to make it sing. So COVID's been sort of your silver lining, I suppose, when it comes to actually being able to take take a step back and immerse yourself in the development of this. Totally. But, you know, a lot has been written about the increase in the speed of tech adoption mm-hmm. across the travel industry Certainly. as a result of COVID-19. And, you know... I don't think that this surge is going to wait. Um, it also, you know, COVID has played in, you know, contactless check-in, automated trust and safety. All these things are here to stay now. Um, yeah, we're and, not going to go back, know, are we? We're not going to go back. And actually, when you when you look at what we've built, we've actually kind of built the perfect remote check-in kind of process. 
whereby you no longer have to spend 20 quid paying a student to go and let Mr. and Mrs. Smith into their vacation rental. It can all be done online using remote, um, you know, super hard remote check-in processes and then with your smart lock on the door. And so what stage are you at now and what are your ambitions as we hopefully come out of um of this and into a, a a new world how how are things going and and where do you want them to be um well i i am very much forward looking forward to seeing covid disappear into the rearview mirror um although i think that is going to be a case of happening throughout 2022 and then we will be easing into 20, sorry, 2021, and then we'll be easing into 2022 with um, with, with 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 a lot more um, kind of with everyone smiling. I mean, the vacation rental industry is global, and therefore we have to solve the global problem rather than just the local UK one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what we have done, and what we will continue to do is to really look at providing value to our customers whereby they know that they are doing everything they can to reduce the risk and therefore benefit um, from the from 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 those risk management toolkits that we can provide and you know there's there's a load of more work we can do there's more partners we want to work with um so it's a really exciting part of our journey now i've used it twice whoops (laughs) yeah well maybe we maybe we can get rid of that in (laughs) post-production um whereabouts in the world are people using this right now so we've got we've got we've probably got a fairly equal split between north america and europe Mm -hmm. with ambitions Uh, well with ambitions of you know achieving a 10% market share um, by 2025. Do you feel that the timing wasn't just right for you to have the time to create this, that the timing is now right for people to feel predisposed to use something like this? So that's, you know, it works in both ways, that people will have a certain sense of caution as they return to you know whatever normality looks like and that the mass tech adoption that we've experienced in the last 12 months that you know that in a way the stars have been lined up for something like this but it couldn't have happened before i think that's a really interesting question um i i think that again it's not saying anything new but you know the vacation rental market the sharing economy, P2P space, is hyper-local and hyper-fragmented. And it's going to be for some quite some time to come. Um, the, the, you know, the big consolidation play, um, which we were sort of gearing up to before COVID, and then that got completely shelved, is not going to happen. Um, but it's not on the tech side. And I really believe that we are at the start of a 
you know, a tech vacation rental boom whereby the industry is going to professionalize and it's going to professionalize because of the tech available. Um, and if COVID hadn't have happened, we would be four or five years away from where we are now. Mm -hmm. I was reading somewhere that's, that we have progressed in terms of tech adoption, the equivalent of, I mean, I don't know how they work these things out, but it was a good stat anyway, 10 years in a year. Um, and that doesn't surprise me, you know, when I, I, the analogy I keep wheeling out is that, you know, my mum is actually on Zoom, which, you know, if you knew my mum, I'm confident she won't be listening to this <laughs> for that reason. She, you know, she hates technology of all descriptions, but it is that, that necessity um, has, has made it so that people, you know, have had to do these things they felt uncomfortable with. And I think, you know, that's going to be the same in the, the travel industry. People have realised that they, you know, they, they feel a, a, a need for, to have that freedom as well as just a desire. And that, that's a real shift. And people are willing to do things that they maybe wouldn't before in terms of the trust and safety of, of their, um, you know, their, their traveling. So I think the, the way that things go when we, when we get out of this, as you say, everyone will have a smile on their face, certainly. Um, but people will can begin... I can I jump can I jump in quickly because I think mm. I think what you said is incredibly valuable because the cost consciousness and pressure post COVID sorry with COVID um, means that you know when, especially when we look at trust and safety you know I really don't believe that the current fragmentation of the trust and safety value chain is sustainable. Um, I think that, you know, margin compression will automatically result in this consolidation of the trust and safety sphere. As people like us, you know, look to expand our offerings across that value chain. Mm -hmm. So what, 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 God of Tech has done, I think, is ultimately setting the scene for the next five years of the trust and safety marketplace. Um, because I don't think that the there is a there is enough fat in the total value chain, especially within the trust and safety value chain, in order not to do that. And as a very good example, you know, take insurance. If you have brilliant risk management the cost of insurance drops significantly. How does the insurer benefit from that? Well, they don't. Mm -hmm. Unless they are also the ones providing the risk management tools. Yeah, I mean, and that's, yeah. that's, that's then where, you know, InsurTech really comes in. Um, and that's the value of InsurTech and the value of, of combining um, tech and insurance. I think I will look back on this conversation um, with a, a, you know, with a, a, a game changer, as um, as you will be revealed to be in the future. Um, so thank you, Humphrey, for coming on the Platform Podcast. I am hoping we will see you at the Sharing Economy Global Summit at Lloyd's in November, and if not before. And I also hope you'll be back on the Platform Podcast to tell us again, um, maybe later in the year or next year, about how Superhog has been doing. So, um, 
best of luck and um, look forward to, to seeing you again soon. Such a pleasure. Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk. Tune in next week for another podcast.